Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this election edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? Good. You gonna you gonna do like election coverage? Are you ready to provide some insightful uh, input into the election? Yeah. Who's winning Florida? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the only importance this race has is will the Imagineers get uh, to work on a new animatronic figure? Oh, that's true. That's true. Because mm-hmm. every time a new president is brought in, right. uh, the president sits with Imagineering and allows them to take measurements so they can add a new uh, animatronic to the Hall of Presidents. Yes. Uh, they usually give them a suit. You know, it's it's usually a big deal. The uh, sitting president usually does have some input. And uh, if we have a new president, that means that in a few months... Uh, the ride will go down for a bit of refurbishment while they add a new character. Um, if the current president uh, remains in office, then, of course, there is no additional work to be done. If Joe Biden wins, I'm going to jump ahead to a very end of our stories here. Yes. Do you think that they will give him these new this, this new step in animatronics that they're developing? Possibly. Uh, there was a very cool video out that Cheryl and I watched, and they have added... Uh, it's called cicadic movement to the animatronic figures uh, that they're working on. It's basically their eyes, right? It's basically their eyes, and it allows rapid darting movement between fixed points. So, you know, a lot of times when you look at an animatronic uh, figure, their their gaze is fixed, or their eyeballs move very, you it know, seems non, very non-lifelike, right? Yeah. Um, but these new animatronic characters that they're building, uh, they breathe, uh, they have rapid eye movements, uh, the facial expressions they can make. It's amazing. Definitely, I think it was the eyes that really did it. Because, you know, they've got those um, mechanical looking faces as they're showing it uh, with like really not like uh, face skin skin on it. But it just kind of looked like they put this mechanical mask over someone's face because the eyes looked like a person's eyes. Right. It was very cool. Yeah. So uh, maybe if Joe Biden wins, he's going to get fancy animatronic eyes. Oh, one can only hope. I know. You know, uh, sometimes I get lost in his animatronic <laughs> eyes. <laughs> All right. Let's start with the Disney Parks blog. Um, there's a couple of Magic Moments stories, and these are about Olani. That's right. There was a Behind the Magic video celebrating the reopening of Disney's Aulani Resort, which is in Ko'olina, Hawaii, um, in the... Waikolohoa Valley. Oh my goodness, you just love to say these words. I do. And um, uh, they have uh, some of the Imagineering folks and creative uh, people uh, take us on a tour of the resort and uh, show how it fits into Hawaii and, uh, you know, how they work with the community to incorporate cultural heritage. Uh, So it's not just a a glossy uh, video about the resort wanting you to go there. It it gets into the culture and how they incorporate elements that are important to the Hawaiian people and storytelling into the magic and the planning of the resort. So uh, that link is posted on our page. So it's a pretty cool five-minute video. Very nice. And then there's a little bit more about Olani. That's right. It's uh, cooking up the magic. Ooh. It's a recipe for pog juice. We're not really cooking which, up pog juice, Which is a breakfast uh, juice. It's good, though. It is. Uh, do you know what pog juice is? It's what? Guava? That's the G. Pog. Orange. Orange. That's the O. Papaya. Uh, no, that would be passion fruit. Ah, so close. So if you'd like to make pog juice, which is um, a, a fixture at the Alani Resort... Uh, It's four cups of passion fruit juice, four cups of orange juice, and four cups of guava juice. Mix it in a one-gallon pitcher and serve over ice. (laughs) 
There we go. I've just Quite saved you having recipe. to look at any type of video. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, you might want to print the at-home recipe. Right. right. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, Mira, Royal Detective, has made some special appearances in Disney World. That's right. She showed up uh, in a one-time character cavalcade about two weeks ago. And uh, Mira, Royal Detective, uh, which is a new, well, I guess it's a hit show on Disney Junior. Um, she recently went around Walt Disney World uh, to uh, track down her missing mongoose friends, Miku and Chiku. Uh, her adventure took her through all four of the Disney theme parks and was part of a special Disney Junior video celebrating Diwali, which is the holiday festival of lights in India. So uh, that link is up on our page as well. Okay. Um, Disney PhotoPass opportunities uh, are abound, but they have some special ones in Galaxy's Edge. That's right. In Galaxy's Edge, you can get uh, a funky, uh, I don't know what kind of... Uh, oh, like an overhead. That's like weird. It's overhead, but it's like a really distorted view of people uh, with TIE around fighters them. around you. and um, That one's weird. It's I weird. I don't like that one. Uh, but they do have a magic mo- a magic shot, which incorporates the child. Gotta love that. In his uh, hovercraft, in his hover crib. It's like, it's not a crib. It's a carriage. It's like a stroller. It's his hover, hover stroller. Pram. Hover pram. Hover we'll pram. Hover pram. Okay. There we go. That one's cute. Yes, we'll yeah. have to. We'll have to get one. And of then, those. of course, they also have the zooming one where it yep. kind of zooms in and out. Yeah. Um, so if you're headed to uh, Galaxy's Edge, you can get these uh, photo pass opportunities uh, and other photo pass opportunities around the park. I hope you have expressive eyes. I know. Because <laughs> I'm looking at some of these photo pass pictures, and you know, everybody's got their masks on. Yeah. And I, you know, I'd like to get uh, masks with smiles painted on them for our pictures. Yeah. I, I want to get the ones that actually you send in your photograph and then they put your own smile on it. That was my idea to you about two weeks ago and you didn't act on it. I don't actually want it. No, you just in theory want it. Uh, well, I think they're kind of cool, but I don't, I think it's creepy to walk around with a permanent smile. Because then I think that people are going to look at you like, why don't you have your mask on? It's, well, it's a mask with my smile on it. Yeah. I don't know if they're that good. Uh, they are. Some of them are. Really? Some of them are really good. All right. Um, Disney Parks and Lucas Films have joined forces with First for the robotics season. That's right. Um, First is an, a global nonprofit organization, uh, and First stands for for Inspiration and Recognition of Science and Technology. Uh, and Lucasfilm and Disney have partnered with this organization for the 2020-2021 Youth Robotics Season. Um, which is powered by Star Wars, Force for Change. Um, This is uh, an organization that reaches more than 675,000 students in 100 countries uh, and allows Disney and Lucasfilm to expand access to science, technology, engineering, and math. So essentially, it's a a STEM-type project. Uh, Lego also has a similar project. They have their Lego robotics challenges uh, across the globe. So this is just another, uh, you know, robotics type thing. I didn't have robotics when I was in high school. No, it's very big now, though. It is. And um, for for kids going into engineering and and that sort of uh, field, it uh, speaks highly of them when they go to apply at colleges. Yes, it does. So I know there's a lot of kids who are very involved. Uh, Moving to California... In anticipation of the opening of Buena Vista Street, there's been much prep. That's right. They have, of course, the social distancing signage all around, which really fits into the uh, 1930s, 1940s uh, atmosphere. Uh, You know, because, of course, all the signs are themed. Right. Um, It's not just a 
you know, it's not the same sign wherever you go. It's, right. it's always in the style of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, so they do have the signage out. There are hand washing stations and uh, uh, sanitizing stations. I don't remember seeing in any photos hand washing stations at Disney World. Did they, did they have that? There are some. Uh, but you can see them on Buena Vista yeah, Street. Yeah, I see that there, that they're doing that in California. I was just, is that a thing that they did in Florida? It was. There was one as you were exiting right by Tony's uh, restaurant. Okay. All right. You yeah, by so. the camera shop there. Sure. Yeah. That's the only one I really saw. I wasn't looking for many. Well, our friends saw it. You're you're so bad at this. I am. You're just terrible. <laughs> um. Mayors of large cities in California have penned a letter to Governor Newsom. That's right. They are hoping that uh, Governor Newsom will consider modifying the reopening guidelines that would allow for large theme parks to open as a part of Tier 3 as opposed to Tier 4 because they are concerned that uh, a Tier 4 opening may not occur for up to a year out, which will have negative impact on hundreds of thousands of jobs, thousands of small uh, businesses, and result in the loss of billions of dollars uh, and operating revenue. Uh, So the mayors of Anaheim, Los Angeles, San Diego, San Jose, Fresno, Bakersfield, Riverside, and Santa Ana uh, have recently sent this letter to the governor. When does this governor guy come up for re-election? I believe 2023. Oh, good God. He just, uh, I believe he won in 2019, 2018. Um, But, uh, you know, he's even gone so far as to say that for Thanksgiving, for the holidays... Uh, no more than three families can get together. Well, honestly, I don't think that's a bad thing. That's not a bad idea, but what if you have three kids? Not three families. But Right, but if, you have, if you're an adult and you have three children... Yeah. And your family unit, those kids all move out. Now they're each a separate family. So those three that's kids... four families. ...have each moved out. Yes. And they each have a husband or a wife. Yes, or and a partner. And two or three or four kids. Right. And you want to know why... Now, if there's four of them, why all four of them and their spouses and their three kids and the grandparents can't all get together? Right. Does that sound like a good idea? No, it doesn't. No, it does not. <laughs> but how do you want to be? You want to be that third kid who's left out and can't go to his parents' house because the other two siblings went? No, you split things up. That's all. You, you know, people have to be a little inventive. Stop it's so making me argue for something that Governor Newsom did because <laughs> I hate him. No, you don't hate him. I is strongly a strong word. dislike there him. There you go. All right. Um, <laughs> In Florida, Disney gave an update on the minivan service um, from the to and from the airport. That's right. They announced a while ago that the minivan service is temporarily unavailable. Uh, essentially, they've closed it down. Uh, but they have just announced that minivan service to and from Orlando International Airport uh, will not be available for bookings until further notice, either as a package add-on or a standalone option. Uh, if you did have uh, existing minivan bookings, you should make arrangements for alternate transportation. Mm. I mean, it's not a bad idea to let that part of the minivan service stay. You know, the personal um, transportation from mm-hmm. the airport to the resorts. And then just let Lyft and Uber handle it around the parks. Right. Just, yeah. If whatever they want to do, it's not endorsed by Disney. Right. But, you know, Disney runs the actual one that they do from the airport. It's easier because it would be like scheduled. Right. Instead of you know, a lift type situation where you're calling things up. On demand. Yeah. Um, But we don't know what they're going to do there. We don't. So there's been um, a little bit going on with the Walt Disney World dining reservations. Uh, Apparently they're available again after a period of downtime, but there's more to it than that. Yeah. So we were very excited this morning in planning our December trip 
uh, to find out that there were additional reservations available. Mm-hmm. And, I saw and, and increased dining availability. I saw a post on Facebook on one of the groups that I'm a part of saying that there was um, some mid December availability. So I, you know, popped open my laptop and took a look for our early December trip. And yeah, I mean, there was things that you had no shot at getting. We ended up getting um, 50s Primetime Cafe. No, no. uh, Sci-fi. Sci-fi Drive-In Theater. And more, a a better time at Teppanito. Or we didn't even have Teppanito before. We had a better time at Frontera Cochina. Right. We got a, yep. So we made some changes to our dining reservations. Mm -hmm. Well, a little later in the day, I went to check on dining and dining was down. Uh, and come to find out what had happened was that Disney uh, accidentally opened up additional dining. They did not increase capacity at their restaurants. That was what some people thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they have not increased capacity, but now a bunch of people have these additional reservations. So Disney is currently evaluating uh, to see if these table service locations can accommodate these additional guests with the within the established capacity limits. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because I had reservations 60 days out. I made them at that time. Right. They were at 830 at night. Right. Today I was like, oh, hey, we've got something available at 730. Let me grab it. Now, did I just shoot myself in the foot because are they not going to let my 730 reservation stand? And I'm sure that somebody has taken that 830 slot by now. Right. And we canceled those. Right. So, you know, I mean, we don't want to hold a bunch of reservations all at the same time. Yep. So, yeah, we canceled um pretty much everything we had. Yeah, and moved it around. And moved it to something different. So if Disney comes back and says, nope, can't accommodate you, we might be doing no... uh, We'll bring a sleeve of Ritz crackers and eat those We might be doing no sit-down dining. Uh, All right. And then Cinderella's Castle, there's some stuff going on with the stages. What's going on there? Yeah, so there is the permanent stage at Cinderella Castle. Well, there are now two additional platforms being built in front of that permanent stage. Uh, which is very interesting because there's nothing going on that we're aware of. Um, Usually those temporary type stages are put in place for the recording of the annual Christmas Day celebration. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's rumor what this could be. Uh, You know, normally there are gigantic crowds around that when they film it. uh, But Disney has already said that they will have a reimagined version of the Christmas Day celebration um, so they might be filming some new performances for this year. I wonder if they're going to do it like after the parks close, film the stuff, and then do the thing where they like add in the crowd from last year. Mm-hmm. You know, they like digitally add the crowd in. Right. I wonder. Well, if I don't do think that. they would do that because they've been very good with putting masks and stuff, and I don't think they're going to digitally add people without masks this year. I think that would be irresponsible of them. So I think we're going to end up with some uh, concert footage of people standing in groups six feet apart. With I don't masks know that. On. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, uh, we'll see. Yeah, time will tell. Yep. But uh, whatever it is, we will have the news for you here first. Unless you listen to somewhere else, <laughs> then we won't be first. <laughs> but we'll have your election updates. Yes. Um, Frozen Ever After in Epcot is closed for a very short refurbishment. That's right. They uh, closed on the 2nd and they will be reopened on the 6th. Uh, the refurb details are unspecified. They're dusting. Probably. Um, and then permits have been filed for a Project Gamma. What's that? Uh, Project Gamma is the name that Imagineering is using for the reimagining uh, of the Epcot entrance as well as the center area of Future World, which is going to be renamed World Celebration uh, section when it's all said and done. Okay. Uh, But apparently 
there is some work being done on mouse gears uh, and uh, the electric umbrella or whatever their replacement restaurant name will be, as well as Club Cool. And uh, that's it. I can't wait. And the new Starbucks. They're going to put a new Starbucks in as well. I can't wait till Club Cool comes back. If it comes back. It'll come back. It has to come back. So, yeah, there, of course, is, you know, they're touting the reimagined section of World Celebration. And, you know, the big three-story celebration area pavilion is, you know, that's going to be gone. That's just going to be one story. Is that what they're showing there is a one-story thing? No, that's the three stories with the park, with the green space on the third level. So why are they still showing that? Uh, Because I don't think they've redone any type of... Artwork. I see. Okay. Um, at Min and Bill's Steamboat Whistle. Oh, no. I'm telling the story. All Shorthand, wrong. yeah. <laughs> In Hollywood Studios, uh, the Min and Bill's Steamboat. It's a restaurant. I don't even know. They fixed a whistle did, somewhere. Did you write this down? I did. I wrote, what did I write? Min and Bill's Steamboat Whistle Repaired. All right. I know I should have just said that. <laughs> All right. Let me let me tell you what happened. At Hollywood Studios, there is a steamboat on Echo Lake. Uh-huh. The steamboat houses Min and Bill's Dockside Diner. Yep. On the steamboat SS Down the Hatch. Oh. Now, that steamboat used to have a functioning whistle, but it has been broken it has been broken for many years. Uh-huh. Well, the whistle has been repaired Ooh. and is now uh, echoing around the area. Nice. Now, if they could only fix the Yeti. I know. Right? One they thing fixed the steamboat whistle. One so thing it has time. been down for a number of years. Um, but this uh, eatery inside of the steamboat pays homage to the uh, crazy novelty architecture from 1950s California. All right. Um, also in Hollywood Studios, plexiglass dividers were added to the ride vehicles at Minnie and at Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Now, see, you wrote that title down nicely. I did. You did. No shorthand, no, no skipping words. No. Suddenly you're like Kevin in the office. <laughs> Me use less words. Um, yeah, that's your story right there. Plexiglass dividers have been added to the ride vehicle at Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Thank you for repeating it. You're welcome. There's um, an update on Christmas celebrations at Disney Springs. There are. There's going to be a lot of Christmas stuff you can do at Disney Springs. Are they going to have the tree trail? I'm going to tell you. Okay. And a lot of this stuff is free. Is the tree trail free? And available to the public. The first one is, is, the that, trail. is that Santa and Mrs. Claus mm-hmm. are going to be uh, a part of a winter watercade this year where they will be on colorfully decorated pontoon boats waving Christmas wishes to all. Okay, that's a little so weird, you, but well, all right. You can't sit on Santa's lap because COVID. No, you can't. So the best thing they can do is they're going to put, put him, him out on a boat in the ocean. In Disney Springs and he's going to wave around with Mrs. Claus. Okay. Uh, so they are celebrating. They're getting their last big bit of Florida sun before they have to return up north. Okay. All right. There's going to be a new holiday family tradition in the holiday scavenger hunt at Disney Springs. All right. It's going to be a uh, family tradition that respects social distance guidelines. What is it? Uh, but it's going to use themed Christmas trees for clues. <gasps> is it the Christmas tree trail? That's right. This year, you can discover... Uh, many elaborately decorated Christmas trees on the Disney Christmas tree stroll. I love that. And this is going to be spread throughout the neighborhoods of Disney Springs. So it looks like it's not going to be, normally it's in a concentrated area. Over by um, the marketplace. Over behind the marketplace, behind Once Upon a Toy, Mm -hmm. and what used to be the void. 
And there's what, maybe 20, 27 yeah. Christmas trees? 27. <laughs> and they're all decorated uh, with different themes, different Disney characters, different movies, different yeah. lands. And it looks like they're going to spread it out over the entirety of Disney Springs this year. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I have to like stop and look at three and then go on the other side of like another store and go look at three. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of like the trail. You just walked through it. When we're not socially distant anymore. I know, I know. So you will be able to experience snow in Disney Springs this year, or as it's uh, officially known. Soap bubbles. Snope. Um, Snope will return to the town center and the west side of Disney Springs in the evenings. Uh, They will have uh, Snope machines uh, creating snow, and they have been recently installed throughout Disney Springs. So it used to be just the Christmas tree trail that had snow. Right. Uh, now it looks like it's going to be in front of many of the stores uh, on the west side. Probably in front of some of these Christmas tree trail Possibly. spots. And then in the evenings at Disney Springs, they will have entertainment uh, in the form of toy soldier stilt walkers and snowflake skaters. Fun. Yeah. All right. Um. At the Polynesian Village Resort, the monorail stop is now closed. That's right. That is part of their massive refurbishment going on in the uh, ceremonial uh, ceremonial hall. That sounds right. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then as a part of that, or I guess in response to that, the boat service is resuming from the Poly to the Magic Kingdom. That's right. Uh, boat service is going to resume direct to the Magic Kingdom. Okay. Normally that boat service is... Uh, the Grand Floridian and the Polynesian, uh, but they have brought the boat back in order to get people around. If you are staying at the Polynesian, uh, your options are to take a bus from the Polynesian to the Magic Kingdom or to go to the Ticket and Transportation Center and jump on the monorail there. Mm. Yeah, that's a little bit of a walk though, isn't it? Depends on which longhouse you're in. I mean, right, there's right. parts of it that are very close right. and parts of it that are very far. Right. Uh, is the Poly open though? Or just uh, the, the vacation DVC club park. is open. And when, where, how is that situated? Do you uh, know? Those are a little closer to the Ticket and Transportation are they? Center. Okay. Um, and then we're jumping back. I sort of missed this story, but today started the new process for um, the boarding group distribution process for, um, yeah, Galaxy's did, Edge. Did you write this one down? Rise no. of the Resistance? Rise of the Resistance. Yes. Thank you. Would you like to talk about that? Nope. Okay, so yeah, a new boarding process is in place. Uh, instead of everybody having to be in the park at 10 a.m., you just have to log on. You have to have a ticket and a park pass reservation. And at 7 a.m., you can log in and get your boarding parties all set. And then if you miss that and want to try for 2 o'clock, the 2 o'clock distribution, you do have to be in the parks. Very good. So we'll see how that goes in December. Okay. Uh, and now back to Disney Springs. Um, a new The Child Lego creation is being uh, shown. That's right. Aww. Outside the Lego store, uh, there is a new Lego display of the child in his hover pram. Mm, very cute. Yeah. Okay. Um, the CDC has said that cruise lines can resume in the in U.S. waters starting on November 1st, although that's passed and I don't know of any cruises. It is. Uh, and you won't. Mm-hmm. So they have said that cruising can resume. However, all of the cruise line members of CLIA, which is the Cruise Line International Association, um, have to comply with a new set of 74 guidelines related to uh, COVID protocols and cruising. Do you know who those are set by? 
uh, they were set by the members. All of the members okay. in the organization had an opportunity to submit their ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then CLIA as an organization created a best practices list of 74 uh, right. recommendations. Uh, so all of these recommendations have to be enacted um, and then verified and I believe uh, approved by the CDC. Okay. So, um, you know, this this doesn't mean that cruises are going to start next week mm-hmm. um, because the first step of all of this is that you've got to get your crew back. Right. Uh, a lot of these ships have been out there at sea with just a skeleton crew, you know, your engineering staff uh, and your deck staff. Uh, there have been no waiters, no housekeepers, right, right. no cooks. Not, well, some cooks, cooks but, but not, many. not what you need to to handle 4,000, 5,000 guests. Right. Uh, so first, they'll have to get their crews back. They'll have to retrain the crews, recertify them and whatever they need to. Then they need to go through the process to teach their crews these new uh, 74 protocols, uh, get them inspected and approved. There will be a period of, uh, you know, one or more shakedown cruises, which could be you know, in the term, in terms of Disney Cruise Line, it could be cast members going out as guests. It could be crew family going out as guests. It could be uh, castaway club members going out as guests on these shakedown cruises, uh, just so that the crew has experience with the new protocols before they start accepting paying guests. Right. So I would not expect to see any type of cruising prior to the beginning of the year. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I would say maybe even um, into the into the early part of the spring. Right. All right. Uh, Kennedy Space Center uh, has um, has a launch viewing and drive-in movie combo that they're offering. Yeah, pretty interesting thing that they're doing. Uh, there is a SpaceX launch on Thursday, November 5th, and that is the GPS-3 SVO4. Um, so you pay $50 per carload. You get to watch the launch. And then there is a film Hubble being shown. Uh, and you watch from your vehicle. Uh, you also have the option to pre-purchase to pre-purchase a meal, which includes a foot-long hot dog, candy chips, and a non-alcoholic beverage for ten dollars. Um, parking opens at five, and the film begins after the launch. All right. Pretty pretty interesting concept. Yeah. No, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Disney has twenty-one movies on the docket for twenty twenty-one. Yes, they do. Twenty-one movies in twenty twenty-one. That's right. A lot of stuff has been delayed. Um, but we're going to see, uh, you know, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings as a MCU movie. We're going to get the new Eternals movie, uh, which is Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going to finally get to see Black Widow. Um, there's going to be some animated movies from the Fox channel, uh, Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. Um, the highly anticipated uh, Raya and the Last Dragon Um we're going to see what else? Let's see the new uh, film from Pixar entitled Luca. We're going to get the 101 Dalmatians uh, spinoff called Cruella. Right. So there is going to be a ton of stuff uh, coming out next year. We're finally going to get to see Jungle Cruise after a year uh, delay. So it should be a banner year for Disney, provided they actually open uh, movie theaters at some point. Well, movie theaters are open. It's not the movie theaters. Not it's, all movie chains are open. That's not the problem. It's getting the people to go. True. But I feel like you're not going to get people to go if you don't put out some good movies. That is also true. If you put out crap, no one wants to go see it. It is a uh, conundrum. Catch-22. Catch-22. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword. Uh, okay. All right. Um, 
Disney has reached out to John Boyega, who was Finn, um, about some comments he had made regarding his role and how he felt about it. That's right. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Finn was a character in the latest Star Wars trilogy. Uh, And actor John Boyega um, uh, put Disney on notice because he felt that his character was marginalized and sidelined and that they used him as a diversity prop and uh, kind of had no story for him after, you know, the first two movies where it looked like he was going to play a major part. And then that just kind of fizzled out in the third movie. Um, So Disney did reach out to him. um, And uh, John Boyega said that it was a very honest and transparent conversation. Uh, They explained a lot on the end, on their end, in terms of uh, how they saw things and why they did it. Um, So they, uh, it sounds like they've kind of smoothed the waters uh, between the two of them. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a shame that that it had to come to this. It had to come to him blasting Disney in the media. Yeah, I have a feeling they paid him a little extra yep. and they'll never use him again. That's how I, that's how I think it's going to go. Why are you going to use somebody who, like, you don't bite the hand that feeds you. Right. So they probably, all right, here, let's make this right. Now go away. Okay. I don't think you'll see Finn in any further movies. Okay. All right. Um, He's in Rise of the Resistance. He has an animatronic figure. Okay. Isn't that over? Rise of oh, the, the Resistance? The, you mean the, the ride? Well, maybe they're going to pull him out. Oh, they yeah. won't do that. And put new eyes in him. Um, <laughs> in Universal, the Raptor paddock has progressed. They've done a lot to it. That's right. For their new Velocicoaster. Uh, things are really shaping up over there. They've added some new foliage, a bunch of new uh, flora and fauna, and uh, some additional fencing and lighting. So, you know, considering four or five months ago there was nothing there, uh, they've thrown together a roller coaster in record record time. Um, but that is expected to open at some point in 2021. Great. Do you have anything else? I do not. All right. Then until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.